from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This past weekend confirmed a few things. One, Wake Forest at home is one of the best teams in the country. Two, I guess court storming is one of the most divisive and polarizing uh, uh, acts in, in sports. We'll attack both. We'll start with the game. Wake Forest at home is one of the best teams in the country. 15-0. and 0. Can they find a way to play their entire postseason in, in Joel, in Winston-Salem? If they could do that, I might, put, I might pencil them in all the way to the Final Four. If they could play all of their games in Winston-Salem. Would, would Greensboro count? Is this one of the years where if, if the ACC tournament was held in Greensboro, Winston, uh, would, would Wake Forest win the whole thing? Maybe. Close enough. Instead, it's D.C. So, I mean, they are a different team at home than they are on the road. And and it's – at this point, it must be mental because I don't, I don't see how, like, I don't know, walking out of a different tunnel makes you so much better than, than playing on the road. Are they just the most, you know, routine creatures on the planet and, and – Having to wake up in a hotel is just the the worst thing in the world for him. The starting five showed up for Wake Forest in a way that that makes me get really excited for their team. Hunter Salas scored 29 and was the best player on the court for long stretches. Here's Steve Forbes on what makes Salas so darn difficult to defend. I guess it's very rare you have a guy that can score at three different levels like that, like at a high, like an elite level. Like, he is an elite player at the rim, off the dribble. He's an elite pull-up jumper, which is probably the hardest of them all. And he's a very confident three-point shooter off the catch and off the bounce. That's hard. Um, there's very few guys that can do that. There's very few guys that I've coached that I can do that, that could do that. It sounded like he almost surprised himself with how many good things Hunter Salas did. And off the bounce. But it wasn't just Salas. Andrew Carr, Boopy Miller, Cameron Hildreth all scored in the teens. And, and Efton Reed stayed out of foul trouble long enough to play 33 minutes. Consider that a small victory because he has a, a difficult task down low uh, against some of the guys Duke was bringing to the, the, the table. That was a very, very impressive win for Wake Forest. The type of win that should have boosted them comfortably into the NCAA tournament. We'll talk uh, later in the show why it's messed up that Joe Lenardi has him as a uh, bracketologist for ESPN, has him as just the second team from missing out. They're 67 out of 68 teams in the tournament right now. It's messed up because they just beat the number eight team in the country and looked very much like they belonged beating the number eight team in the country. And from the Duke side, Duke didn't play bad. Duke gave him the fastball look. And call it what it was. That game was fun. It was it fun. Was it was great. <laughs> highly, like, the highly intense, just the high level of efficiency on both sides. It was a great game. It, it very much was not like, oh, Duke had an off night and Wake benefited from it. It was, no, McCain hit some big shots. Salas answered. Filipowski made some plays. Carr answered. Jeremy Roach did the whole Jeremy Roach thing where it's like, does he have 50? He's got 16. <laughs> Does he have 12 yet? What is he, 10? Oh, no, he's hit a bunch of shots, and he's and he's steady Eddie. 
Duke played well. Wake just played better. And and there's nothing wrong with either side of that. Wake Forest at home. I don't even we're we're getting to bracketology time. We're talking about bracketology. We're getting to the good wins, bad losses part of the season. This is not anywhere near a bad loss for Duke. This is one that will not be on their graphic. Right? It will not be uh, uh it will be a good win for Wake. It will not be a bad loss for Duke. They have others that are significantly worse. Big win for Wake, which is why they stormed the court. Should we do this? Let's go ahead and do Storm this. Storm the court? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's storm the court. Can anybody stop us? Can anyone stop us and 2,000 of our wildest friends from getting onto the court? I don't think so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's okay. Let, let's have the, the the court storming conversation took the sports world by storm this weekend, and everybody rushed to be on one side or the other. Uh, that was unintentional. That was unintentional. They everybody stormed to be on one side or the yep. other. That one was intentional. You do not. I'm going to emphasize it. You do not have to be 100% for or 100% against court storming. You do have to be 100% in favor of protecting players. Okay, that's those don't have to be mutually exclusive. Let's hear from everybody, the main characters involved. How about that? We start with Steve Forbes, the head coach of Wake Forest, who I've I've never met anyone who was a part of the winning team during a court storm that wasn't like you know pretty much put a smile on my face. Here's Steve Forbes. I didn't see what happened at the end. You know, I hope he's okay. Um, I don't like court stormings. I never have. I've been a part of those before. As a coach, they just don't feel safe. Um, and I'm sure the next time that happens, we'll do a better job of, of uh, you know, taking care of that situation. I think he almost had to say that because there was an injury. Um, but I, not to say he doesn't actually believe it. I'm not, not accusing him of any kind of misleading. Uh, let's hear from Filipowski. How about that? For those of you that don't know, I, didn't, I don't even know if I've said this I don't even know how you wouldn't know about this, but in case you were out of town for the weekend, uh, Kyle Filipowski was on the floor at the end of the game for Duke. Wake Forest wins the game. There was a collision. Filipowski sprains his knee, ends up being carried off by a couple of his teammates, uh, kind of slumped over, and it was it was an intense moment for a while. Uh, John Shire was yelling at people to get away. Team managers were basically became lead blockers. It, it became a very, very intense and kind of scary situation. 
scary might not be the right word, but a, a crazy situation. Here's Filipowski via WFMY News on uh, how he felt about the storming. Like I said, it's just really ridiculous of, of, of how, you know, that situation is handled. Did you feel like any of it was, was on purpose or was it incidental? I mean, if, punch, I've like already it? heard that there's some videos of, of, you know, getting punched in the back. And um, so I absolutely feel like it was personal, um, um, you know, intentional for sure. You know, like I said, it was, there's, there's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way up the court and they, they can't just work around me. You know, there's no excuse for that. That's Kyle Filipowski. The other main character, John Shire. I want to get everybody's opinion out there before we get to the reactions. Here's John Shire, the head coach of Duke, on court storming. I'm more concerned about the, the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. You look around the country and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. And it's one thing, like, when I played, at least it was 10 seconds in the court, you know, you would storm the court. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're, they're running on the floor. And this has happened to us a bunch this year. It's part of it. We need to be better. We need to learn from this. That needs to stop. Now we can get to the reaction. Because everybody ran full speed to being on one side or the other. Either court storming needs to end and it needs to be the it, it is the worst thing and it's dangerous or court you're you're whining it was Filipowski's fault. Uh you know what? I think we got to get we got to get started on that one. Here's Chris Canty who hosts uh, uh Unsportsmanlike the morning show right here on 99.9 the fan and nationally for ESPN Radio. Uh the name fit after this one. What happened to Kyle Filipowski over the weekend? That, that's not on the way for his fans. That's on Kyle Filipowski. Like, if you saw the overhead shot, he's the one that stuck his leg out uh, while the fan is storming the court, and he's the one that decided that he was going to flop. In no way, shape, or form is Kyle Filipowski a victim in any of this, all right? Let's cut that out first of all. What happened over the weekend to Kyle Filipowski is not the case in point when it comes to being against court storming because he absolutely could have controlled what happened to him. Sticking your leg out and trying to trip a fan while they're court storming and getting hurt and injuring your ankle in the process is not something where you can then place blame on Wake Forest or on the the stadium staff. That's on you, Kyle Filipowski. I disagree. Here's why. Um, there's a reason why fans and players aren't within arms arms distance of each other, and there's things like you know stands where the the, the fans stay and the court where the players stay. Also, there were hundreds of people running around Kyle Filipowski. Why wouldn't he put his arms up? Why wouldn't he brace for impact? What the only way you wouldn't blame Filipowski is if he stood there like oblivious. Like there's the. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to Chris Canty played in the NFL for a long time. Let's talk football. There's a a play, some would call it on offense a rub, some would call it on defense a pick. Do you know why picks are illegal for the offense to run? What it is is a wide receiver running a route in breaking with a wide receiver running a route out breaking and the 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 plan is for the guy running the in breaking route to get in the way of the defender guarding the guy on the out breaking route. But the thing is, 
that player can't block. So what they have to do is pretend like they're just running their route as they run full speed into the defensive player. And and what it does is it ends up making you really vulnerable and really you look foolish because you, you're running into contact and you can't brace at all. Because if you put your arms up, if you brace, like, if you put, drop your shoulder, you're going to be called for the pick. So you have to run like, just just like, I'm out for a little Sunday stroll, and then run full speed into anybody, and, and you just end up looking like a fool and there's a big collision. Kyle Filipowski, you want him like like eyes in the clouds? Just whoop doo I'm walking off. Boom. That's just leaving yourself vulnerable. What would have been a, by the way, Canty said ankle sprain. It was a knee sprain. Uh, it was an ankle as called right after, but if you paid attention, it became a knee sprain. Uh, fairly short, uh, fairly quickly after the game, it was clarified to a, to a knee sprain. It's, it's, of course he put his arms up. Of course he was, was bracing with a bent knee. Of course. There were hundreds of uh, students running at him. That's what you need to stop, the mass, the stampede, right? If it were one player, guess what, or one fan, I think he would have had no problem getting away from him. But it's like, oh, you want him to cut back into the guy behind him? Who, by the way, did push Filipowski in the back? Once Filipowski had the initial contact, he's kind of beginning to slump over. A guy runs up full extension, like stiff arms him in the back trying to knock him over. You can go watch the film. While everyone was watching Filipowski, you can watch the film. Go watch the video. Jared McCain is getting faced up by a a Wake Forest student uh, up on the sideline, face-to-face. Just as dangerous as the Filipowski situation. Very much. It It just didn't end up being catastrophic, so no one's noticed that one. Court, he, see, you ready? For, you ready for me to to go on? Surprise everybody! Yeah, I'm not anti court storm. Everything I just said is true. You need to stop the stampede. You can't have a player like Filipowski feeling like he needs to be uh, protective in the middle of everybody. You shouldn't have anyone that could get face to face with Jared McCain. You, you, that is the problem. And part of also where all those students came rushing onto the court, including the people that ran into Filipowski. Mm-hmm. There was like a bunch of people, like 20 or so people that fell over, like mm-hmm. all toppled on top of each other as well. So it's not just protection of players. Like you got to protect yourselves too, in a sense. And there was still time on the clock. The, yeah. The, the first people that were on the floor were out there with like 0.5 seconds left. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Cord storming, ready? This is the pivot. This is this is where everybody. It's like, wait a second here. Pivot, P- pivot. Cord storming is objectively awesome. Cord storming looks like a blast. Cord storming, you know, it's it's the old Daniel Tosh joke, right? 
money can't buy happiness, but I've never seen someone frowning on a on a ski do on a wave runner. I've never <laughs> seen anyone, yeah, frowning on a jet ski. It's like you know, sports might not always bring happiness, but I've never seen someone with a big frown on their face as they stormed a court. Right? It's it seems like a great time. It is a core memory for some students. Hey, remember when we beat Duke for the first time in X amount of years and we were out there and the, I was arm in arm with our starting point guard and we were jumping up and down and I got a cool profile picture out of it and it's framed on my wall for the rest of my life? It's a core memory. Duke had one against Clemson football earlier this Duke year. Duke had one against Clemson football. That's how football. I found Derek Lively's sneaker. <laughs> exactly. Core, core memory. memory. <laughs> core memory for Dennis. Finding Jordans in the middle of a, a fracas. It is a core memory, but also, right, this is where you don't have to be 100% on either side. Players have to feel safe and be safe, especially the away team. And whether you like Duke or hate Duke, this applies more to them than any other team. Brett Strelow put out a tweet, and uh, his little, whatever, counter stopped when, when Coach K retired, but Duke is still Duke, at least as of the moment. Opposing fans storm the court 58 out of Duke's 80 road losses from 1996 to 2022. Not counting the COVID year with almost no fans, by the way. That would have been a weird storm. It would have been just like trainers and parents of of the kids. Uh, So 72.5% of the time that Duke lost on the road from 1996 to 2022 The court was stormed against them. There are teams out there in college basketball that have never had the court stormed when they're beaten on the road. So, yeah, Duke, when they get frustrated, it's fair that they're more frustrated than other teams. They don't have to be the number one team in the country to get stormed. They don't have to be having a generational year to get stormed. They just have to lose on the road to get stormed. Now, what do we pride ourselves here on this show? We like being solutions people, right? We like being about solutions rather than just yelling, this needs to stop, which is what I'm hearing a lot of, right? Court storming needs to be banned. And I'm going, how? How? Thousands of people have made up their mind they're going to move 50 feet from stands to center court. How are you going to stop them? Let's let's talk about the uh, the two most obvious ways or the two most often cited ways. Uh, This one comes from the Jay Billis Book of Logic, which is usually pretty good. Uh, Arrest and or detain all of them. (laughs) Have fun. Once they go on the court, you can't leave unless you're leaving with an arrest. Another is more security. I don't think either of those are realistic. I, I just don't. You might catch a couple of people storming the court, but do you know what nobody ever thinks they are? The couple that are going to get caught. Right? A thousand people storm the court. You know who's pretty confident I'm not going to be the slowest one and get caught? Every college kid between (laughs) the ages of 19 and 22. Yep. That's not a deterrent. And oh, by the way, if you are the one that gets caught, it's a pretty bananas reunion to the party when you go and make bail for, you know, $500 and then you show back up that night at the, the local frat house and everyone's like, oh, you kind of become a legend. Is it smart that you become a legend? No, but it's one of those nights that becomes a core memory. What about hundreds of better trained security officers on the off chance that you pull off the upset? It's an insane request. 
The people that run those events are what I call wing, yellow windbreaker staff shirts. Right, They all have the yellow windbreaker. It says staff on the back. And at the end of the night, they turn their windbreaker in and they go home with a check for like $130. They, they, it's like $11 an hour. You want to go to like full-fledged security and or police officers for every game on the off chance that there's an upset? I mean, the, the most crazy teams storm like once or twice a year. You're going to pay for more security how many times? In a world where everybody keeps telling me how much uh, money they're struggling to make. No, the solution has to start from a place of being helpful and not just demanding things. And also recognizing what the challenge is. Instead of making, right, this is reverse thinking. Instead of making it terrifying to rush the court, make it more fun for the students to be safe. Make it more fun for the student section to be safe than than to be unsafe. This wasn't my idea. I saw it on social media by, uh, you know, some Joe with 900 letters after their, their Twitter handle. But put a 30-second shot clock that starts the moment the game ends. Final buzzer, 30 seconds on the clock, starts counting down. Can you imagine the fun of the home team's crowd chanting at the away team, 30, 29, 28, you better get up, we're coming, 26, 27, run away, run away. I just counted in reverse. 25, 24, it becomes a thing, right? You're holding each other back. Nine, eight, seven. The home team, center court, going, come on, let's go. Like getting the crowd hyped as that counts down. Boom, you hit the one, everyone runs onto the court. And chaos ensues. Meanwhile, 30 seconds, plenty of time for the away team they're in the locker room already mad at themselves, you know, saying, darn, how'd we let that happen? Door closed. Then you just need one or two good security guards standing at the door. Think you can afford one or two good security guards? Heck, the away team could bring one or two good security guards standing at the door. Lock the door. Right? Then you have a whole new cool moment where the team gets enough time to get away, the shot clock is counting down, and as soon as it hits zero, it becomes fun. It becomes fun. And heck, if you're the home team and even you want to get out of there, right, as a player with a you know, sprained ankle or whatever, you just want to be in the mix, hobble yourself to the uh, to the, the locker room ahead of time. Watch it on the, the monitors in there. You have to think solutions. Don't just think stopping it. You have to think solutions. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate.